G'day guys and welcome to Aussie English. My objective here is to teach you guys the English spoken down under. So whether you want to speak like a fair dinkum Aussie or you just want to understand what the flippin' hell we're on about when we're having a yarn, you've come to the right place. So sit back, grab a cuppa and enjoy Aussie English. Hey guys, how you going? Welcome to this episode of Aussie English. Today is the first episode of Shit That Will Kill You Down Under. So, I'm hoping to do a full series on different dangerous animals or plants, pretty much just organisms in Australia that are stereotypically considered dangerous or deadly. And though some of them are, many, if not all of them, are incredibly unlikely to actually kill you if you come to Australia. You're much more likely to die from things like car accidents or drowning than you are from, say, being eaten by crocodiles or being stung to death by jellyfish. But I thought it would be something interesting that I could talk about. And considering I'm an evolutionary biologist currently trying to finish my doctorate, I thought it would be cool to sort of dive in and talk a little bit more about the biology and the background behind some of these animals and some of the stories and even the cultural aspects of some of these organisms. So anyway, some of these episodes might be long, some of them might be short. Today's one is probably going to be relatively long because I'm going to start with the saltwater crocodile. In Australia, as some of you may know, some of you may not know, we have two species of crocodile. So we don't have alligators in Australia. They're both crocodiles. Um, the saltwater crocodile is today's species, Crocodilus porosus. And this is the largest crocodile species in the entire world. So not just is it the largest crocodile species, but it's the largest living reptile. And also, not just the largest living reptile, it's the largest terrestrial or riparian predator in the world. And riparian just means um, lives in and around rivers. So, males in the saltwater crocodile species can reach up to 6.7 meters, so almost 7 meters, at least um, in modern days. And they can weigh up to 1,360 kilos or 3,000 pounds. So that's over a ton. Very big animals, some of these are males. However, they may have actually gotten a lot bigger in the past before humans colonized Australia and until the 70s were pretty much hunting these guys and almost wiped them out. There's even a story of a Polish woman named Chris Pawlowska who shot a crocodile with a single shot in the head in 1957. And this crocodile apparently measured 8.64 meters. 8.64 meters. This thing was huge. That's like, that's like half the length of a bus. Um, and it was shot on the banks of Norman River in far north Queensland. And funnily enough, the town Normanton has a statue of that crocodile, that huge 8.64 meter crocodile. Anyway, today, after all the big ones were wiped out, many of the males average between four to five meters when they're adults, and the females will get to about three meters long. 
And as the name implies, these guys can live in salt water as well as fresh water. And they're often found in mangrove swamps, estuaries, deltas, lagoons, um, and lower stretches of rivers that are near the ocean. They have an incredibly broad distribution, the, the broadest distribution of any crocodile extant um, alive today, any crocodile species alive today, and their distribution ranges from the eastern coast of India throughout most of Southeast Asia and obviously the entire north of Australia from the Kimberley region in WA in Western Australia through the coastline of the Northern Territory, so past Darwin and then into far north Queensland. They're restricted to this area because they're cold-blooded reptiles and they actually prefer their body temperature between 30 and 33 degrees Celsius. So in order to maintain that kind of temperature, they obviously can't live in cold climates and in cold waters, particularly when they're such large animals. So they require the sun to heat them up each day and heat their blood up. These guys can travel up and down river systems as well as out into open ocean. Um, they can travel vast distances at sea using ocean currents, so they can actually swim out into ocean currents where they'll then stop moving and they'll just float with the current. And I was reading today that they can also swim into shore and um, rest up on shore when the currents are going the wrong way uh, from the direction that they want to go. So they'll actually wait on shore until the currents change direction the way that the crocodiles want to go and then they'll swim back out into these currents and then float with them in order to travel long, long distances. Funnily enough, there have been individuals that have been reported in Japan, New Caledonia and even Fiji. So they've obviously been totally taken by these currents and end up thousands of kilometres away from their normal distribution. So it's pretty incredible. And there was even a study where they satellite tagged a whole bunch of these crocodiles with transmitters. And one of the crocodiles went 590 kilometers in only 25 days. It's insane how far these guys can travel. They're considered hypercarnivorous apex ambush predators. A hypercarnivore is a carnivore or a meat eater whose diet consists of 70% or more meat. So lions would be another hypercarnivore predator. Um, it's an apex predator, like lions, because it is at the top of a food chain. So it's at the top of a chain of animals um, that all prey on one another the further you go down the chain. And these guys are at the very, very top. So very few things, apart from maybe other crocodiles and arguably humans, predate on saltwater crocodiles. And they are considered ambush predators. So unlike predators similar to, say, big cats, which actually actively... Uh, well, I guess you could argue that big cats can be ambush predators, but a lot of them will actually chase down their prey um, over prolonged distances as opposed to hiding and waiting and using stealth and strategy rather than speed and strength, although crocs do have quite a lot of speed and strength. But... Typically, crocodiles would be considered ambush predators because they lie in wait in the water, sometimes for hours, sometimes even days, for the prey to get within range of the crocodile, and then the crocodile will just leap out and grab a hold of its prey and, and consume it. So crocs have been in Australia for the entire time that Australia has been 
Australia. Since it broke away from Gondwana 98 million years ago, crocodiles have been here. So these guys are really, really ancient predators. Um, and they are one of those creatures that has just always been here in Australia and has evolved alongside a lot of the other Australian wildlife. Um, these guys can swim up to 24 to 29 kilometers per hour. So that's probably about as fast as I can run, guys, when I sprint. Um, it's three times faster than the fastest human can swim. And these guys use their tail. The massive, massive tail that these guys have behind them is what they use to propel themselves through the water, whether it's incredibly violent, fast, short bursts like that, where they would be going at that speed, or whether it's they're just chugging along in the river, you know, slowly going. That's why you'll see them beat their their tail from side to side. That's what they actually use. They're not using their feet to um, swim. So crocs have a consistent supply of new teeth as well, just like sharks. Every time a tooth falls out, these guys regrow it, and they can generate massive, massive explosive speeds on land when they're near the water's edge as well. So even though these guys tend to look really slow and they'll sit on their stomachs and bask in the sun, if they get startled or need to get back to the water really quickly, they can actually, I think, gallop. Sort of like a horse you would imagine gallop. These guys can lift themselves up off the ground and move at a lightning speed over very short distances to get into the water. Although they have incredibly small brains, approximately the size of a given crocodile's largest tooth in its mouth, what's astonishing is that these guys can learn difficult tasks with very little conditioning, such as tracking um, the migratory routes of their prey and how their routes will change during seasons. And they can also stalk and hunt their prey which can include humans, over hours and even days. So they can actually learn patterns like that and then they sit and wait until they can capture their prey. So that was part one, guys. Stay tuned for part two. And in the meantime, feel free to come over to our Facebook page at www.facebook.com forward slash the Aussie English podcast. Thank <laughs> you.